Comedy LOL Podcast Network. What side of that argument are you on? That is the most important argument. Not what what color, religion, or what sex, or you know whatever. That's cool too. We could talk about that. But first, to reiterate, do you think if people don't follow the rules that you make? Because you think you know better than them. If, you, if they don't, do you think they should be put in a cage or killed or their kids tortured or taken away from them? You don't think that? All right, great. We're on the same team. Those other people, that's what they think. I'm going to put this at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, if you're hearing this, this is the beginning and the end of the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Brandon Bonanza. everybody welcome to another brandon bonanza and today i'm going to be talking about the end of the world <laughs> yes the end is nigh or is it um i, I like I, i've always been fascinated with this idea even from when i was younger and i used to um i was in catholic school and then when i was like in fourth fifth sixth grade somewhere around there i was dragged into the wonderful world of born again christianity so I experienced that, and I read the Bible, and I found out all about what happens to you if you're not a good little Christian, you get burned in hell. <laughs> but um, but anyway, not about that, but more about like the end of the world and what's going to happen. And Revelations was always very interesting. It's this prophetic writing, and I've always was enthralled by the Old Testament prophets like Ezekiel, um, who would always talk about stuff like that, and then just even like stories like Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible, and it's how a society was destroyed and there was a guy named Lot who was saved by angels. Angels came to him and said, hey, you're a pious man, you're a holy man, you and your family come with us. Um, so if you're not familiar with that story, that's basically what happened. And then when his family was, they, you know, the angels told Lot and his family, they're like, don't turn around and look at the destruction. And Lot's wife, I believe her name was Sarah, I think it was maybe, she turned around and she turned into a pillar of salt. So you might have heard of that story. Terrible, right? Um, but what could it really mean? Does, was it really a civilization that was destroyed by God or by angels or by some force? Um, what could all these end times mean? Even if you look at the Hindu religion, if you look at, uh, for example, they talk about different yugas, which are ages. And right now we're in the Kali Yuga, which is the the death god Kali. Um, it's the dark times, basically. We're supposed to be in the end times. It's the epoch right before the end of the world. So what is this what does this all mean? Um, are we really headed toward a disaster, some kind of biblical thing where angels are gonna come out? And I if you read my last article, if you know anything about what I talk about, I talk about exoteric and esoteric thought. So I'll break those down very quickly. Esoteric and exoteric, the difference is exoteric is meant, that's E-X, exoteric, that's meant for the wider world. So if you think of like a microcosm and a macrocosm, you think of like the smaller as above to, as to larger, so like as above, so below, so below as above. So if you think of exoteric, this is for the masses. This is just like religion, it's like government, anything that you belong to, 
where it's collectivist and there's an idea and that this idea, there's a central idea. For example, I'll take Christianity, right? We'll take Roman Catholic, Roman Catholic, because I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this, right? So it's this idea that Jesus is the savior. He lived 2000 years ago and he died for everyone's sins. And if you believe in him, that that's all you need to do and you'll go to heaven. So that's the exoteric thought of it. A lot of the Christianity, you know, you need to believe in Jesus. He need, you know, you need to be saved. You need to uh, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and he's real God. So that that's what you need to do to go to heaven. So that's the exoteric. So esoteric is instead of the outside world, it's more the inner. It's more individual. What does it mean to you? And if you look at Christianity esoterically, you can look at the way Jesus lived his life in the words that he said when it comes to how to live your life and how he used his life as an example. And there were things that he did. And he said, hey, listen, if you live like this, you know, maybe it's going to be a pretty cool society if everybody did this or if most people did. So I think um, that's what esoteric and exoteric, those are the differences, right? So, but if we're looking at end time prophecies, what could this mean? Okay, so exoterically to the masses, you're gonna preach this out. This is what the what religious leaders, what politicians, kings, emperors, whatever you know. Um, even and if you want to look at modern times, so like pop culture, they do this too. They use this theme. They use this theme at the end of the world. There's so many different movies and TV shows, zombie shows, 2012, you know, uh, catastrophes, aliens. <laughs> Everything's coming to kill this world, right? And why? And people love it and they flock to it. So a lot of people will argue that they just flock to, or they just use this theme or this idea of religions and governments. It, it's the same reason that pop culture people that make media movies use it. They just use it for money and to get rich and to gain followers and to scare people. Um, you know, like the movie makers will be scaring people, obviously, into giving them their money and to following them. And then the religious leaders and the politicians, it might be a little more nefarious. They'll be, you know, using this these fear tactics to control people uh, to gain power, right? To gain any power structure. That's what I argue, right? That's why my website is morelawsmoreproblems.com. Check it out. Um, so, okay. So when we're talking about end times, though, back to this. What could this mean esoterically? So we know what it means exoterically because you've seen the TV shows. I'm sure you've seen the movies. You might have read the Bible. You might have read Revelations. You might know about it's always the end of the world. Every, every prophecy, you know, aliens are coming to get us, whatever it is. I'm sure you're very familiar with this. But you might not be familiar with what it means esoterically. So we're talking esoteric. What does it mean esoterically? What could these end times mean? Well, if you look back, like I mentioned, the Old Testament, even back then they were talking about the end of the world. So it makes people very jaded. A lot of people are like, well, it's just this tactic, like I said. People just have been using it all throughout time. It's just a way to control people. They always think it's the end of the world. They're always warning people. It's just fear, more fear. And I get it because fear is a large part of the control. Uh, it's a large way that people can control other people is by fear and by fear tactics because it keeps them in a lower mind state. It keeps them like in a fight or flight mind state. It's called the, it's like the animal brain, the reptilian brain. Everybody's just in this reactionary mode. Every time something happens, they just react to it. So instead of thinking and logically like deducing and feeling what your feelings, what's right and all this uh, to create action, people are just like from one thing to the next. And that's when, a lot of people, and this is what I argue, a lot of people engage in escapism. And what I mean by that is, you know, they work, uh, they just work 
what they have to do. And then like on the weekends, they'll just go out and party and they won't even think about it or whatever it is. They just, the behavior that they engage in, it could be habits. Like there's a lot of drug addiction. This could be escapism. There's a lot of sexual addictions. There's all kinds of addictions, just forms of escapism. And it's just a way for people to not look at what's really going on. And that brings us right back to end times. So I believe that this behavior, when people aren't, um, or, or okay, let me let me come at it from this way. When we look back at like what the prophets were saying, and a lot of people will say that the prophets were talking about how society is going to end, like Sodom and Gomorrah. We're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because they're not living morally. They're not living up to the standard of God. So that gets translated because there's here's the problem, and I talk about this a lot. These are words that we hear, and we. We translate these words in the context of our society. So when we hear somebody say, you're not living morally, a lot of people in our society hear that as, oh, you know, someone's just going out and maybe they're not married and they're out there just having sex with a bunch of people. Or maybe it's a girl who's having a kid without a dad or or maybe it's people just drinking all the time or whatever it is, you know, some guy sleeping around or a girl sleeping around. That's immoral. So that's maybe modern society's definition of a moral, but what if that's not what the prophets meant? Because you got to, obviously you have to take into consideration so many things like translations and different languages and and uh, just different ways cultures were. Even think about just how cultures are so different in our present time. If you go from this country, you know, as a woman, for example, you can walk around in a bikini on a beach and you're fine. But in some countries, if you walk around, you have to cover your head. And if not, you could, you know, be put in jail or whatever. Okay, so instead of trying to immerse yourself in the culture back then and what they meant, what if we just take the word moral or what they're talking about and replace it with moral law or natural law? And this is the idea, kind of like the golden rule that Jesus, this is the idea, kind of like the golden rule that Jesus talked about where... Love thy neighbor as thyself. Or if you look at it reverse or apophatically, it's, you know, instead of do unto others, it's don't do to somebody what you don't want them to do to you. That's all. It's like the non-aggression principle. That's another modern form of it, if you want to look into that. The non-aggression principle and then also the principle of self-defense. So, yes, you know, even Jesus talked about this. He talked about using righteous anger when he flipped over the tables in the temple because of the money changers and all the people were taking advantage of the less uh, fortunate. So he went in there with righteous anger and he pulled out the switch and gave him a beating, right? Because that was, it was the right thing to do. Um, so, but that that's, and that's the problem, right? So what is right and what becomes right to do? Because then an exoteric religion, such as Christianity, will say, all right, well, then it's sometimes it's okay to go in and kill a bunch of people. Well, that's not what we're talking about here. Two different, very different things. So if we're just talking about natural law, and this idea of do unto others like the golden rule, and but also self-defense, so you have the right to defend yourself and defend your rights. So if we take that, instead of in the idea when the prophets said people are not living morally, if we take this idea of morality and use this in its place, the golden rule, the non-aggression principle, self-defense, natural law. So if people in society are not living in accordance with natural law, with the golden rule, then what if these prophets are saying, hey, if you're not living this way, then 
it's going to be the end of the world because your behavior is leading to a place that's very bad for all of humans. Wow, mind-blowing, right? It's crazy. So this is what I'm trying to argue here. This is what I'm talking about. This is the idea that I want to uh, get across with the end of the world and end times prophecies, that maybe these prophets and maybe these holy men and all these holy writings were, it was just a warning that at any time could be the end times, that any time that humans start living not in accordance with natural law, that the end times are going to come. And if you look at it very simply, just break it down to its its inner essence. And all it, is, all it means is we're talking about human behavior. And they're saying that there's a certain way that if humans want to progress and continue to exist on this planet, there's a way that humans have to live. And it's to fit naturally into uh, natural law, to the natural order of things, just like animals do just like squirrels do and you know uh, lions it's not perfect sometimes they kill and they eat each other and all these things but if they're living in accordance with the way uh, in natural law and obviously it's different with animals because they run off of instincts with humans I argue that we have we have free will and we have the choice we have the the choice to choose our actions in the moment and if we use this choice consciously to be in accordance with natural law as much as we humanly can because it's a practice you know it's not perfect we're not gonna you're not gonna be perfect you're gonna screw up but if this is something that is conscious especially in society (laughs) and if we talk about it and it's out in the open and it's the correct behavior if people start to praise people because of this behavior if that if this kind of behavior if if living in accordance with natural law becomes the behavior that it, that is wanted and like even say like a mate if that's what a man or woman starts to look for that's the number one thing instead of like when you meet somebody instead of saying hey what do you do for a living what if what if the first question we asked was hey do you think do you uh, live in accordance with natural law how could that change society you know think about that for a second um, which is crazy and I'm not saying it's going to be like this perfect utopia, right? I don't think that could ever exist. But in essence, it would be perfect because it would be the way that humans are or it would be closer to the way humans are supposed to exist in the world. And then maybe we could start to fit back into natural order in the way that humans can. And I'm not saying that we should like get rid of technology and we should abolish anything. I'm not saying we should get rid of anything that got us here, especially without investigating what's going to happen before we get rid of that. So that's not what I'm saying either. But I'm just saying if we just start to align our behavior and we just start to make this known, that's what it is. It's not any kind of dogma that you shove down somebody's throat at the point of a sword or like a point of a gun, just like at any other time in history. That's not what I'm talking about. This is just about educating people to ideas and it's about non-compliance and stepping away as opposed to a violent revolution, right? That's not what we're talking about. Like so many people are like, oh, we don't like the way things are. We need a revolution. You know, especially like gun people, like we got these guns. And I'm not saying you shouldn't uh, protect yourself or even own guns. I'm not saying that, you know. What I'm saying is we don't all need to get together and and violently take over a power structure because we think we have the answers and we could take that power structure in the right direction. What I'm saying is we just all walk away from it. 
what could anybody do, right? If we all or most of us are just, and it's just an idea. It's not like we all have to take one day and walk away from it. It's just an idea that we need to spread and make popular and say, oh, this makes sense. You know, oh, wait a minute. Is this, what? what's the most common sense way? Maybe we should just start asking like five and six-year-olds how we should live, right? Explain this to them. And uh, I'm not saying we should, you know, ask children the way we should live, but I'm just saying it's very, it's very easy and most people will agree, but then they say, how do we get there from here? They see the way things are now and they're not happy and they have a vision of the, the, you know, they have a vision of maybe the way things should be because of their life experiences. And they're like, Hey, this is how things should be. And they get very dismayed because it's so far away, but it's not about jumping from here to there. You know, it's like one step at a time, one day at a time. It's just like meditation. We just have to, one at a time, <laughs> we all have to figure this out and just tell it to the person next to us. And the most important thing is if you can find someone who's got a big mouth and who, <laughs> and, who's, and who likes to like podcasts like me or, you know, who's somebody who can reach other people or is very influential, those are the people you want to spread this idea to, you know, be like, hey, doesn't this make sense? Shouldn't we live like this? You know, I'm not saying we should just all give up and move to some kind of monastery and just all give up money tomorrow, but just talk about this idea and spread it around and then make this idea the one, because I think it really makes the most sense, this idea most prevalent, which is the idea of living in accordance with natural law. This is what I'm talking about. It's very, you know, it could be defined in so many ways, but the way I just, I'm just saying, just like karma, like natural law, uh, I'm sorry, like the golden rule. It's just something like that. And there's, I'll leave links because there's this guy that does work on natural law. His name is Mark Passio. He's actually coming out with a documentary about natural law. So I'll leave a link to the, to the trailer for that. And then a couple of videos of him explaining it. But basically it just comes down to humans uh, taking responsibility for their actions. You know, um, being aware that there is inner conflict within most people in society. We have kind of like two people, you know, a lot of, a lot of psychologists and psychiatrists and like back in the day, they even talked about this, how there's, it's like there's two personalities within us and most times are a conflict, but they don't have to be a conflict because if you look at a lot of this hermetic writing and all this old stuff that comes out of like Egypt or maybe even older, it talks about all of this and it talks about the mastery of this. So I, I think that if we are able to use those, uh, these teachings in whatever way. And, and like I said, it's an individual path. I've been saying this from the start. It's individual. It's for everyone. Everyone has their own path. But if we could individually get to a place where we start to integrate these teachings into our life, like the hermetic teachings and stuff like this, where they talk about an inner balance and you start to make decisions from a place of inner balance and you're, you're technically creating reality with everybody, everyone together, you're creating reality, but from a place of inner balance. So, you know, like I said, again, it's not like it's perfect. It's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to all just turn into monks and be like, Ooh, you know, that's not how things are changed. I'm more talking about stopping where things are headed. Okay. This is what we're talking about. And that's again, brings us back to the end of the world because um, because I argue, and many other people, it's not just me, and I think this is a, another reason why it comes through in art too, you, like you see in movies and uh, TV shows, whatever you want to call art these days, or just even art, where they're showing the end of the world, 
Because I think a lot of people subconsciously realize that our behavior is leading us this way. And maybe they have to represent it through a natural catastrophe or aliens or whatever it is coming to destroy our system. Any analogies, if you think of the way that even like a zombie movie just portrays masses of people living their lives and just, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden this crazy virus comes and it's just overpopulation. Then it just wipes people out and turns them into this, these hordes of zombies. So maybe that's just the people in those mediums. Maybe that's just their unconscious way to express. That's how they see people. There's just like dead masses out there, you know, and we need to wake up because what's, what do zombies do? They just go after brains, which are, you know, if you have a great idea and you're smart and you're trying to express it, brains, eat his brains, right? So maybe that's what they were trying to say. Maybe they had these ideas and they're like, hey, if we start expressing them, we're going to get crucified too. Literally, we're going to get our brains eaten by these zombie masses. Um, so that's why I guess there is a little bit of a danger. That's why a lot of people, when they talk about like occult studies and occult teachings, it's it, the word occult just means hidden. And some people think that it should be hidden if you think of like, uh, you shouldn't cast your pearls before swine, like this is something that Jesus said or was attributed to saying, right? Which is mean to take it like you shouldn't flash your knowledge in front of ignorant people. Um, or And when you say ignorant, it's just that. It's ignored. That's the word right there. So it's not that the knowledge, it's not that they that people know that they shouldn't live this way. It's just that they're ignoring it and they're going with the crowd maybe or whatever. They're ignoring it for whatever reason and they're just going with the flow. And I think that's where a lot of anxiety comes from, but that's a whole other issue. But I wrote about this. Check it out. It's on my blog, morelawsmoreproblems.com. Um, if you're interested in the subject and you're still listening at this point, I would definitely suggest reading the last couple articles that I put out. But um, yeah, you know, back to the end of the world stuff. And I think that's where I'll close out with, which is that, yeah, the end of the world probably is coming and it probably was coming at all those other times that they wrote about it. Look at the way people are living right now. Um, And, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to say it's all terrible because there's so many examples of like hope despite all these, despite all the ways that even just in this country, people are divided. You think along different lines. And if you look at the media, a lot of times they like to, uh, work on these lines, whether it be like, uh, you know, race or politics or sex or religion or whatever it is there, you know, you, it's, it's easy for one to argue that you could make a living off of being one of these commentators who agitates one side or the other. So e- either way, you know, it's just, it's not good, but s- despite all that, there's still so much, you just look out on the street, people get along on a daily basis. We do. So that's why I'm saying there is hope. And this is all common sense stuff. But what I'm saying is we need to figure this shit out and wake up to it before it is too late. Because I believe the people who are in control, quote unquote, in control of our our societies have, you know, they don't have our intentions. They don't have the best intentions in mind. I I don't really think it's, uh, you know, us when they say like us, like us and our leaders, like us and Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or whoever, Barack Obama, it's versus them. I, I think it's more us, like me, you, whoever's listening to this, you know, your neighbor, versus like the people who want to be in control, like Trump, Clinton, Bush, Obama, all of them. So they're all on one team, according to me, and we're all on the other team. That's the most important. We might have other divisions. You might look different. You might eat different food, be from a different place. That doesn't matter to me as much as 
do you want to rule over me? <laughs> do you want to make rules that if I don't follow, you're going to throw me in a cage? No? All right, we're cool, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Other stuff you do? Yeah, we, all right. But the most important thing is, do you want to throw people in a cage, kidnap them, you know, kill them? in most examples, if they don't want to live under your rule, you know, if you want to be just a free individual and like do your own thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't get together and do things, but you know, what side of that argument are you on? That is the most important argument, not what, what color religion or what sex or, you know, whatever. That's cool too. We could talk about that. But first to reiterate, do you think if people don't follow the rules that you make, because you think you know better than them. If, you, if they don't, do you think they should be put in a cage or killed or their kids tortured or taken away from them? You don't think that? All right, great. We're on the same team. Those other people, that's what they think. I'm going to put this at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, if you're hearing this, this is the beginning and the end of the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Brandon Bonanza. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to The Brandon Bonanza. You can support this podcast by going to comedylol.com, and you, there you can find links to support us through PayPal. You can just donate money, give it to us, help us out. We love you. You can also follow us on Patreon at ComedyLOL. All the links are at comedylol.com. And to check out my blog and to all the other stuff I do, the videos and the podcast, go to morelawsmoreproblems.com. That's morelawsmoreproblems.com. Thanks, guys. Network.